0: And caring, that's really discouraging. Yeah. And I think if you look at things as the in the country as a whole, it can feel really discouraging. And this place is, yes, we can criticize it for being this liberal bubble, and thank God, like this is a safe right. haven in a lot of ways for me.
1: That was Lily Sloan, the creator, producer, and host of the podcast A Therapist Walks into a Bar. I'm Jeff and this is storied San Francisco every week on this podcast we feature therapists bartenders lawyers photographers and other San Franciscans talking about living working and doing their thing here it's a way to get to know your neighbors welcome to episode 38 part 2 in part 1 Lily talked about the transformation and awakening that led to her calling San Francisco home in this podcast She'll tell the story of how she got started doing her podcast and what it means to her. The episode of A Therapist Walks Into a Bar that Lily mentions putting together, with the theme of our personal past, is out now, by the way. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's Lily.
0: Yeah, so so community is a huge part of the story behind my podcast, A Therapist Walks Into a Bar, Mm -hmm. which we are currently in a bar. Where I have recorded stuff before. Oh. I love this space. And yeah, my favorite, my favorite place to record for my podcast is to come to like a, a backyard kind of mm-hmm. area in a bar. Because I'm not really going for crazy loud shots. Right. Drinking, sports watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going for, where are people hanging out? Mm-hmm. And where are they hanging out with their friends? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to back up a little bit to tell okay. this story. So as a therapist, one of the challenges that I was noticing was how, was misconceptions from the public about therapy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they weren't misconceptions. Maybe they were bad experiences people had that were real and just not what therapy has to be across the board. And I wanted, I there were a lot of people in my life, though, who weren't therapists who were curious, but they were always kind of teetering on that edge of, uh, I I want to try it, but they just would, it would take them forever. Mm-hmm. S- and sometimes they eventually went after hanging out with me and becoming friends mm-hmm. with me and maybe I'd give them a name of somebody and that helped make it more comfortable for them. Right. But I think that what was missing is this kind of, well, A, what we call psychoeducation, which is people having uh, education about, you know, The Process of change or about their own psychology or around how therapy works. So just anything that's kind of a kind of Educational component Mm -hmm. to to the work and Another big part was that people didn't know how to find a therapist or didn't know that therapy could be accessible Mm -hmm. or that therapists were accessible as human beings and so I wanted to do, and I'm also very extroverted. And so just being in my therapy office didn't quite fulfill me enough on its own. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do something that would kind of bring things out into the street. Mm -hmm. And so with another person who runs a a therapy center downtown, Psyched in San Francisco, um, the founder of that, Tracy Rubel, and I decided to do a one-time project called Sidewalk Talk. And what we did was we got a bunch of trained listeners, mostly therapists, but not all, mm-hmm. to during Mental Health Awareness Week. There was one day we had twelve locations all over the city out on the sidewalk with a couple of listeners with T-shirts on uh, and folding chairs, mm-hmm. and they sat on the street inviting passersby to sit down and just talk and we <laughs> listen to. It's not therapy; it's just it's just listening,
1: and it's not recorded.
0: Nope,
1: it's just yeah that weird is. thing where two people talk to each other.
0: Yeah. One, so where One person shares their feelings and the other person just listens and reflects back. Maybe what they're hearing. So strange. Really strange. And people don't, it is like people don't it actually is. get that experience yeah. Yeah. very often in their lives at their job or in their marriage or, you know, in their friend group. It's something that people are really lacking. And while therapy is more than just listening, sometimes that's like, the place that people get that Mm -hmm. and so we weren't charging any money (laughs) we weren't you know we weren't telling anyone what to do with their lives we were just listening and we were doing that kind of as a public art piece in Hmm. a way and it was also about raising awareness about therapy like if people wanted resources we had a list of resources to give them and that was a super powerful experience that kind of snowballed somebody in LA decided to work with us to start up the project there it's it ended up being an ongoing thing that mm. was happening weekly in throughout the city and and started to spread into other communities
1: when did this start
0: so the first time we did it was may of 2015 okay yeah and so eventually i was like I would just sign up to do this one time thing and it's cool that like now this is that now there's chapters opening and <laughs> that it's happened in Canada and it's like it that was so amazing we got a r- lot of really coo- like great press coverage people were really surprised surprised this actually resonated with people and I'm so proud of the work that we did for that and Tracy kept it going um, and I knew that there was something Else missing for me and I think that was the art piece hmm. and I at the time was really really into podcasts I was I, I think for me it was like the kinds of shows I was listening to like Radio Lab, were giving me so much insight into all kinds of random stuff whether it was science or you know social science or whatever or history while also through sound like sound design and narrative was really making it so human Mm -hmm. and i'd be listening to something about like some biological organism and be crying (laughs) right i'm like how do you do this to me every time radio (laughs) lab (laughs) (laughs) and i was already a musician i already you know had recording um some recording equipment and just experience and i i just realized that if there was a medium where i was going to try to continue to connect in the community and bring concepts of personal growth and therapy out into the world and also through a way of just being my real authentic self that a podcast was actually a really really great medium for that where i could do everything i could make music i could tell stories i could share stuff about myself i could connect with strangers and so it kind of came to me in i think november of 2015 it suddenly like the name came to me I'm like oh a therapist walks into a bar and the name kind of became the thing that that delivered the format I was like okay so I need to go talk to strangers in bars because if they aren't coming to my office like where are they they're at the bar they're you know they might be talking to their friends
1: wait a second there's something missing there (laughs) 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 did you already go to bars at this time or Okay.
0: I mean, I think. Okay, yeah. Let me let me re-explain that.
1: Because I, I do you like jokes. Well, I love so I like jokes. I like jokes. It's a jokes. great first line of a joke. So I like
0: jokes, <laughs> and I knew that some there would be an element of humor to what I was doing, though it's not a comedy podcast, and it's definitely like dark, but my humor comes through in it too. Right. But I mean, I shouldn't say it's definitely dark. It's sometimes dark mm. and heavy, and there's usually a mix of things in each episode. Um, but. I think because I like jokes, so I was like, oh, that's kind of a clever name. Like, what what would that even look like, you know, a therapist walking into a bar? Mm-hmm. But then the other piece is that in the whole world of therapy, you know, we talk about meeting people where they're at. So you can't mm. make somebody change faster than they're able to, or we can't s- think that they should be someplace where they aren't, you know, psychologically. Right. But I decided to take that literally (laughs) and be like, well, they're not coming to me. (laughs) Maybe like, where are they? Where are they at? And, you know, people gather for community at bars. People also, you know, go to bars to sort of numb. And
1: bartenders are bartenders. Serve a similar. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's like a place where a lot of things are happening. And I don't think alcohol for consumption, for instance, is all bad or all good it's like you know we're all coping in different ways we you know it's nice to to relax a little and enjoy a a conversation with our friends that somehow becomes surprisingly deep Mm -hmm. or you know like these things happen too and so it seemed like an extension to me of that sidewalk talk thing of like I'm gonna I'm going to make space for strangers to share things about their lives with me. Mm -hmm. What's different is that I'm doing it with the end goal of sharing it with other people. And they know that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, I've just been going in and bringing in topics that come up in therapy a lot and using narrative and talk, you know, I also talk to experts for the show or I bring in my own expertise. Um, I try to understand, you know, deep, deeper narrative sometimes from other guests that I don't necessarily get in the bar setting though sometimes the bar setting is surprising what I'll get and people and not because people are drunk it's more like oh wow someone I can finally talk to about <laughs> this thing and I'm not doing therapy I'm just interviewing I'm and I'm trying to learn something about this person and the process I mean I end up crying while I'm making these episodes I mean because the process gives me this feeling of connection it gives me so much and then I get feedback from listeners that they are getting that feeling of connection so my whole thing of wanting people to feel less alone mm. wanting people to feel more of a sense of community even when things are really hard and we can't solve it is is working I'm getting that outcome from doing the show and it's so deeply gratifying Oh uh, yeah It means so much. It means more than fixing things means. Yeah. Yeah. So I tend to be um, like just go on momentum and I have a hard time. I'm not like someone who thinks it all through really. I didn't like research all the equipment that I should probably have or, you know, take a bunch of storytelling classes or anything. I pretty much just learned as I went. So in my opinion, the first year plus (laughs) was learning and, and I'm still learning, but like I feel like I'm, I've more found more of a style and a groove for the show. Yes, exactly. And in the beginning, I think I was trying to squeeze too much in. There was a lot of editing tricks and sound things that I didn't know yet that I've learned. I also didn't know, I wasn't confident yet about composing my own music for the show. And I'm so grateful to the people in my life who are awesome musicians that I got to use their stuff. Mm -hmm. But something that happened, you know, it probably, it kind of was a gradual thing last year. I was like I just need to do all the music mostly like occasionally I can throw something else in but this is music is something that is really important to me that I love sharing with others and this is a way that I can incorporate that part of myself and it's a lot of work to do all these parts of the show yes it is and if people want to donate money to my Patreon account I'd really appreciate it but so what I've discovered is that I would say l- maybe a year ago was when it started to dawn on me that I was now an audio producer that, that was doing therapy also. Hmm. And that this wasn't just an extension of my therapy work, but this, for me as a person, feels like one of the most authentic ways that I can make a difference. Maybe more so than for me as a person, as a therapist. Wow. I think that there I think I'm a good therapist and I think that my clients benefit a lot from our work. But in terms of how I can bring my full self forward, this this medium <laughs> for connection and awesome. growth and learning is where I feel like I'm really finding myself. And that could change. That could change down the road, but this is I'm feeling so enlivened by it. I had been licensed a little. I had I had only been licensed a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Or I'd been no. I've been licensed two years. Okay. Yeah. I'd been licensed two years, and I'd been practicing probably then for like five years okay. because of the years where I was getting my hours but was doing the work. Yeah. So now I've been licensed over three years. Um. So that yeah, that's interesting to be like, huh? Like, I have. Am I am I doing a career change? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> because I thought I just started this.
1: Sounds like you're just going to kind of let it play out. Yeah, I'm going to let it play out.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean I'm I'm committed to my clients and to my practice, but my practice is very small. Yeah. I only go in 2 days a week mm-hmm. and that's my main source of income. Mm-hmm. But it's I never as a therapist, I was never able to see enough people. Like I, my my full <laughs> was always smaller than a lot of my colleagues and part of that is because like we all have a different capacity for that kind of work. And what I've learned recently is that part of the issue is that I am so, I need to express myself so much (laughs) that, that I'm hold I'm restraining a lot as a therapist and I'm able to do it, but it takes more out of me than it does somebody who's, who likes to kind of sit back and not, not speak all the time. Right. So naturally things that, give me a microphone are kind of a good fit <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i'm never pressing stop we'll just run out the batteries yeah, here great this is perfect you'll do five weeks worth of podcasts perfect for me.
0: yeah that's that's all i ask so well for the bars i will say okay and i'll have some dread about it because as much as i'm an extrovert it's also nerve-wracking to walk into a bar and approach strangers and ask them to talk into your microphone but i so i'll pick a you know, I've gotten better at picking places mm-hmm. strategically. And um, like I said, I've been really enjoying kind of the Sunday afternoon backyard beer guard kind of thing. And mm-hmm. actually some places, some beer gardens have food, so there can be families there. And I've even gotten to interview a child oh, who wow. was in an episode about the unknown and it was the best interview. It was wow. so good. That day was so amazing because I met her and she just had so much deep dope shit to say mm-hmm. and then I met the. I've I've also been finding that approaching a group of friends and saying can I just talk to you all right now mm. has been really effective and there was a group of f- there's three friends there together and they were like yeah let's talk and one of them had a really more she she just had a lot to say and had a very intense story that then ended up being not just a side like bar snippet but like a deeper story Mm. as part of the episode Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes the bar stuff is like okay here's little bits of people sharing things that you might relate to uh, as like kind of as we transition between moments in this episode where then I'm going more in depth with somebody that I've met in my life that either is a p- you know, someone I know professionally or somebody who has a really interesting life story that relates to the topic. The topic yeah. mm-hmm. So the last episode, which was called Be Someone Else, starred another therapist, but who also is a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting because he was able to serve both as like an expert guest, but also as subject of the narrative right and that was really fun to do so i've moved also more away from experts and more towards narrative right and that's been an interesting transition because for a long time i felt like i had to be like and this expert says this and this and this and this and i realized that's not what people actually some people maybe but people seem to learn better and i learn better through narrative like i i do most of my most of my reading is fiction
1: right (laughs) Experts are great. They're great. We love experts. And we can
0: bring them in. And some experts speak in a way that's very narrative.
1: Sure. But also, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I want to talk to someone who's living or doing the things that experts are experts about.
0: Yeah. And I think even when I bring in experts, I like to bring in some of their personal, something personal with them. Even if it's just a moment of like, them saying something kind of candid and ridiculous yeah. and funny um, because I think that we can I think that where we really connect is around our humanness mm-hmm. and, then, and then that space where we're taking in intellectual information is um, there's opening for that too mm-hmm. but the main purpose of my show is for people to feel connected and less alone
1: what's next for a therapist walks in the bar
0: Right now, I'm working on an episode um, that is feeling... So one of, the, one of the things that's been happening is I, I think I've slowly been bringing in more and more of myself. And this next episode is kind of vulnerable that way. So I'm struggling to figure out the best way to tell it. But it's really about addressing why we care about the past. Um, because people will sometimes come to therapy and be like, I don't want to talk about my childhood can we just talk about my panic attacks? It's like, well, okay. Yeah. We can. We can treat the symptom, but also, you know, our past informs our present. And it's not, not about going back and being like, oh, and it's this thing I forgot that my dad did. But more like, how do, how does your life story and your narrat- your own personal narrative impact you today? And, you know, just like we need to study history so we don't repeat it, even though we are, (laughs) like, we need to really, we, you know, digging can be really useful not to make shit up, but to actually discover and to feel like you have more choice because you aren't going to just automatically do your default thing. So this episode explores that through um, my friend Jedediah Baker, who has a podcast called *The Jetta Diaries*, where him and his childhood friend are going every week. They're going through his diary from when he was twelve. Wow! And he's cool. discovering amazing stuff about himself, and it's connecting to current day struggles. Wow! And then I'm sharing stuff from my own high school diaries because I have performed and mortified quite a bit, okay. and I have actually a recording of my performance where I'm you know ranting out my teenage diary Uh but that feels you know that's a lot to share but I'm I'm also open to it yeah Yeah. and then a little bit of my um niece and nephew talking about you know whether they keep diaries and Mm -hmm. their own relationship to documenting documenting their lives yeah so it's actually something I need to work on today and I'm overwhelmed by the material (laughs)
1: That's a good thing, though. It's
0: This, uh, this part That's of the process where I'm writing a script is where I'm like, I am the worst. This will never happen. I should give up. Maybe I should go to a coding boot camp. <laughs> like, maybe I should get in the scooter business. Mm. You know, like. They're coming back. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's just like this part of the artistic process is so hard. Yeah. And yet i keep doing it because the outcome and other parts of the process too are really really gratifying so it feels worth it okay so the podcast a therapist walks into a bar is at a therapist walks into a and it's also in all the podcast listening places except spotify because they suck
1: music for the podcast is by joe bigale photos for this episode are by michelle kilfeather please follow storied san francisco on facebook twitter and instagram the website is storied if you're listening on apple podcasts please rate and review the show we really appreciate it please email us to let us know how we're doing the address is storiedsf at gmail.com thanks a lot for listening Check back next week to hear from educator, trainer, writer, and storyteller Ed Wolf.